Sometimes we're after him because we say, I want something from you, but I don't want you. I just want you to give me some advice. I want you to tell me what to do. But actually the call of the believer is, I want you. I don't just want to know what to do. I don't want to just have some instructions and a battle plan and a strategy. I'm here to hear your voice. And sometimes when we're with him, he's not always interested in just telling us what to do and giving instructions and giving us orders and commands. He just wants us to be with him and be still with him and enjoy his presence. I love this song I heard this week about he's in the waiting. It's in that moment when we're waiting for him to do the promise. We're waiting for him to fulfill the word. We're waiting for him to bring about the prophetic word. He's in the waiting. He's in the moment before. This week I was writing about the whole thing of day two. That the, the, the day one is when you get the prophetic word. Day two is when you're waiting for it. Day two is for the disciples. Jesus has been crucified. Jesus is in the grave. Is Jesus the Messiah? Is he going to raise from the dead again? Is everything he promised going to come about? Is he who he promised to be? Will he rise again after three days? Day two, when you don't know what's going to happen. Day two, Jesus has ascended. He's promised the Holy Spirit. Jesus has said, I'm going to build my church. Day two, how's he going to build his church? Who's the Holy Spirit? What's the Holy Spirit going to do? Day two, just going to be, he's in the waiting. And then there's Pentecost. There's resurrection. Sometimes it is day two and we're wanting to get, give me the instructions, give me the orders, give me the strategy, give me the means to get to day three and fulfill the promise and he's in the waiting. I'm relational. I just want to be with you. No, no God, I want to get something done. Just tell me what to do. Tell me what to fix. Tell me what to do. He says, no, actually I'm relational. You'll hear my voice. I'm in the waiting. I'm in the waiting. I'm in the moment before the promise. I'm in the moment before the fulfilment. He's not always in a hurry to give instructions and to give commands because he's so, so relational and he so loves the process. Something I've learned most over the last five years many, many promises from God, many things longing to see happen, many things that are kind of day two status. I've got the promise, I'm not seeing the manifestation, day three I know is coming when I'm going to see more of that. What am I going to do in day two? God said to me, six years ago, I don't want it to be so hard for you. I want to do most of the pulling. He quoted in the prophetic word Isaiah, I've said it, I'll do it. Five years of trying to understand what's your part, what's my part. Trying to understand that actually he's in the waiting. He's so relational. That's what it means for it not to be so hard for you. That's what it means for him to be doing most of the pulling in the yoke. Do you remember in the Bible it talks about my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's because they used to put the big they used to put a big ox in the yoke to plough the field with a little ox. And the little ox was to learn from the big ox of how the big ox pulled and how the big ox responded to the farmer and it's realising Jesus is the big ox Jesus is the big ox and I'm in the yoke, you're in the yoke with him but we're the little ox we're looking at the big ox oh you pull like this, oh that's how you respond to the father's voice, oh that's where you rest and you lead me beside quiet waters and, and you restore my soul oh that's what you do big ox 
That's how you did it. Or you're leading me through the valley of the shadow of death. But I'm learning, big ox, that your rod and your staff comfort me so I'm not overwhelmed with fear. Ah, there are times of feasting in the presence of my enemy. Ah, and your goodness and love is following me all the days of my life. And that's what it means. That's what the faith is. It's us trying to do it for him. Sometimes we're like this with Jesus. Big ox, get out of the way. You're not moving fast enough. And you're not moving quick enough. Get out of the yoke, big ox. I'm going to do it. Watch. Six years. And we we, I think we're moving. Oh. Big ox, come back. Get back in the yoke. I want to learn from you. Your yoke is easy and your burden is light. And that's a relational thing. We just learn to trust. We learn to rest in him. We learn to follow him. And he leads by love. He leads by love. That's how he always leads us. Even when he says, I'm speaking my things to you. Your responsibility is to follow and obey. That comes with an affectionate voice and a beautiful releasing tone that just causes us to think, oh Jesus, I want to be with you, I want to obey you, I want to follow you, I'm all in with you. His tone is so beautiful. He's not the tone of the slave driver, or the harsh parent, or the critical voice, or the one who says, could have done, should have done, could have tried better. Or the voice that says, yeah, you fasted, but I would have brought revival if you'd not eaten that marshmallow. (laughs) I saw it. We were on the breakthrough. You couldn't even resist the marshmallow, could you? We'll wait a bit longer. I would have have spoken to you, but I was going to speak to you if you read two chapters. You only read one. (laughs) I was about to speak the breakthrough, but you only prayed for five minutes and I was in the ten. He's not asked like that. He's beautiful, relational. His tone is wonderful. And when we know his tone, we want to be with him. If if we're reading the Bible and we come out of it feeling more hopeless, then we've read it with the wrong lenses on. We should always read it and feel, I've been with the God of all hope. Some of his peace and joy and hope is rubbing off on me. If we come away from being with Jesus and we feel more heavy and more despondent and more hopeless, I'm not sure who we've been with. It could have been that we were just with ourselves, talking at our worries and our fears and our unbelief. When he speaks, he produces life. When he speaks, he confirms. When he speaks, he affirms. He doesn't negate us. He doesn't put us down. He doesn't deny us. He lifts us up. He's the glory. He's the lifter of our head. We always come out of his presence feeling more bold and more confident and more courageous and more able than we were before. And sometimes all it is is saying, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, fill me again, friend, come alongside me again, come alongside me again, lead me into all truth, let me see Jesus, transform my heart more and more and more to a trusting, believing, confident heart in you. Amen.